0: Luke Hobbs, and Deckard Shaw, we've got unfinished business. Shaw's sister took something from me. A virus that could wipe out half the population, and I want it back. You want to tell me just what we're dealing with here? It's my sister. Family. Business. When it's the fate of the world, it becomes... Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Luck Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoshMedia.com. Today we are discussing Fast and the Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Ever since hulking lawman Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who plays Hobbs, a loyal agent of America's diplomatic Secret Service and lawless outcast Shaw, played by Jason Statham, a former British military elite operative, Who first faced off in 2015's Furious Seven. Since then the duo have swapped smack talk and body blows as they try to take each other down, but when the genetically enhanced anarchist Brixton, played by Idris Elba, gains control of an insidious bio threat that can alter humanity forever. And best a brilliant and fearless rogue mi6 agent the crown's vanessa kirby who just happens to be jaws who j- happens to be shaw's sister these two sworn enemies will have to partner up and bring down the only guy who may be badder than themselves this podcast is sponsored by AlastrosMedia.com. we are talking about hobbs and shaw directed by david leech who was I want to say a director and stuntman? Originally, he was uh, a stuntman, director, slash producer, pretty much everything on uh, John Wick. He was actually uncredited on the on the uh, film with Chad Stachowski. um, but more recently, you've probably seen him on the movie Atomic Blonde uh, as the director and Deadpool 2 um, as the director. He's also got Undying Love, The Division, and Enter the Dragon in the uh, the Bruce Lee remake. The, those are also in development. I'm kind of interested to see that one, actually. So um, Hobbs and Shaw is the ninth installment, I believe, in the Fast and the Furious uh, franchise. It has currently a 67% rotten, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.2 on IMDb um, out of 10. And, um, overall, it is pretty much exactly what you see on the marketing. The marketing features the dynamic duo of kind of this, like, buddy cop mix-up with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and, uh, Jason Statham. And so, this is supposed to kind of have this, uh, you know, crazy action thrill drive that the majority of the Fast and Furiouses have, especially since they even injected the series with, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, I think it's only gotten better, um, it's definitely taken the genre of just, like, I believe the original Fast and the Furious was based loosely based off of, like, a Point Break r- remix kind of on it, except for if they were doing the, uh... well, originally in the ri- original Point Break, they were trying to bust these guys for doing, you know... Uh, robberies and stuff like that. In the original Fast and the Furious, they were trying to bust them for, like, I don't know, like, DVDs, like, boosting DVDs and stuff like that. And there was some uh, decent action, you know, in the the first Fast and the Furious. I believe that was back in, like, 2000 or 2001 or something like that. And that also had Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, you know, a different set of, quote-unquote, uh, characters and family. Um, so, they... They had a different flavor back then and obviously a much smaller budget. I, I, I bet the uh, budget on uh, the original Fast and Furious is next to nothing compared to this uh, $200 million um, budget we had on Hobbs and Shaw. Let me just see what we originally started out with. And Okay, so they originally started out with uh, $38 million. So in comparison, this has only gotten bigger and I don't want to say badder, but just like you know, just more fucking explosions, I guess. And it definitely feels like Hobbs and Shaw is the natural occurrence of reinventing the brand. I mean, there's oh many, there's only so many times that you can have these guys doing heist with cars that can be interesting, and they've pretty much exhausted just about every way you can do it. And so, um, Hobbs and Shaw is. Is somewhat of a spin off of the original Fast and the Furious uh, storylines. And so the um, Hobbs and Shaw movie def- definitely feels like you want to have seen the previous Fast and the Furious movies to kind of get a glimpse into who these characters are and why you should kind of care about them because they definitely touch on who these characters are in this um in this film but honestly i didn't ever latch on to them emotionally i thought the writing in this was all action based all action oriented you know quips and stuff like that and occasional there was this uh this comedy duo back and forth you know they would kind of make fun of each other and stuff like that but other than that i wasn't Uh, latched on to these characters because the majority of the time it felt very paint by the numbers of the things that they were going to say so um a couple of the lines did feel um you know improv or something like that and they the the charisma that comes off of the uh the sorry the, the chemistry that comes off of the screen between the rock and statham is uh it's it's great, but it can only be carried so far because there is just so much action that you can handle that only makes sense and this, that and the other. And given this movie is two hours and twenty minutes, I don't think it needs to be that long at all. I think they easily could have shaved thirty minutes off. Mostly because the whole last act feels kinda tacked on. Um Let's see, anything else that we want to discuss in the spoiler-free section? I'm trying to wrap these up kind of Fast and Furious style, you know what I'm saying? Um, the rest of the cast, Vanessa Kirby, I thought she did okay for what she was given. Um, the chemistry between her and her love interest did not work, in my opinion. Um, just it very forced and tacked on. Um, the rest of the, the cast, I really don't want to touch on until we get into the spoiler section. With the exception of Idris Elba, he's always great in everything that you see him in. The only problem with the, that character is that he feels kind of one note. And the, the the characters all around feel very flat. And it's, you know, the the stakes in this movie feel uh, minuscule, if, if that makes sense. So... Um, Let's one thing that I did like about this movie that I could that was standing out to me personally was the cinematography. This is uh, the cinematographer of this is uh, Jonathan Sela, who was also known for being the cinematographer on Deadpool 2, which I, I kind of noticed that some of that same some of the, cl- the shots and stuff like that had some of the same color and texture the sound in this um real quick sounds almost like they took you know the soundboard off of transformers one or something like that it's almost like they're trying to enter the transformers era of fast and furious and i believe this is fast and, fast and furious is a universal um property and uh the other one is a paramount property uh, transformers is so that would take some serious negotiating to get that through. But I wonder if there was a way that they actually did use some of those um, some of those uh, sounds with licensing agreements. So this was the same cinematographer uh, as uh, Atomic Blonde. Uh, I know that it kind of has that 80s retro feel a little bit. I don't really feel like this had that 80s retro feel. It felt more futuristic, but 80s can sometimes feel like that in, in a way. Um, uh, He was a cinematographer on John Wick as well. Um, he's also done tons of cinematography for uh, music videos as well, like uh, uh, Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball, Shawn Mendes and My Blood, Beyonce, Dance For You, some Britney Spears, some Katy Perry. And, uh, yeah, he's done a ton of stuff for uh, all over the media board. So... Let's see what else we got. Anything else we want to talk about? The characters, the the, the prices, the the main the main uh, individuals. Let's see. I know I had some notes somewhere around this part. Here we go. Um, there's some cameos that happen within the movie. Some better than others. Some that might have happened in previous Fast and the Furious movies that I don't remember off the top of my head. I I, I want to say that I watched the first seven, and then the eighth was the one with Charlize Theron or something like that. And that was the one I did not get to see, and I guess that kind of left us off here. But um, it's definitely, from what I heard, gone way more on the science fiction uh, side of things. So... I think we're about ready for a spoiler section here. Alright, well, thank you for listening, and let's hop into the spoiler section. So, we're in the spoiler section for Hobbs and Shaw. And, like I said earlier, this commercial pretty much shows you exactly what you're going to get. I mean, if you've seen the commercial, you've basically seen the movie. I think the commercial kind of ruins it for the uh going back home with the rock kind of stuff um i was a little bit you know i was kind of pissed when i originally saw the trailer which is why i sort of try to stay away from trailers i was like why did y'all show that in the trailer that they're gonna go back to you know hawaii so that was a little bit irritating so that it was not like blown blowing me away that that was happening um, a couple other things I had my notes let's just talk about the cameos um, Helen Mirren is I think Jason Statham's mother um, I, I don't know if she was in the other uh, Fast and the Furious movies so it's kind of hard for me to say whether it was appropriate for her to be in there it felt like she was just kind of a walk on for one scene and it's just like whoa it's Helen Mirren for Helen Mirren's sake And I guess she gives a little bit of exposition uh, of you know why uh, Statham's the way he is, but it it it's not really enough to to keep it in there, in my opinion. Um, The music that was not the soundtrack. I kind of dug the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack actually was way more appropriate than than not. It kind of it it was fun. In a way is what I would say. I didn't mean to rhyme. <laughs> um but the score it the score felt kinda wacky in a way. It almost felt like they they were two steps away from doing the Seinfeld. Da-ding, da-ding, da-ding. You know, it just felt like it was too um goofy in a way. When look listen for the transitions between scenes. Sometimes it felt like they were like almost doing the thing so the writing um yeah it's not it's not fantastic it's it's kind of heavy and laid on thick in a way um the best writing I feel like that happens within the movie is uh literally the conversations of you know them bickering back and forth um Hobbs and Shaw but there's not really an overarching growth to it it's not like because I didn't see the the first couple... I guess it was the eighth movie where they had to do this really big action scene. Or I've only seen parts of it. Um, that, that was the only thing that really worked. But there was no progression in their character that made it necessary. So it almost feels... Why were y'all bickering like that in the first place? It's like do... They were... Almost acting unprofessional is what I would say. Um, the stakes in this, um, I would say, the action's pretty much off the wall. Like it's it's straight up superhero shit now. It's it's you know blocking bullets with our hands, um, you know, flying down uh, what's it called skyscrapers and still, you know, still getting off you know a wire or a rope without a scratch it's just um, there's no stakes and it feels like they don't feel pain they get in fights with tons of guys bullets flying everywhere there's there's no stakes and so there's a point in the movie i i think some people will say it's half it's the halfway point that says yeah the it halfway through this movie they pretty much say yeah we don't give a shit about physics and we don't give a shit about pretty much the majority of the characters and we'll put them through all types of shit that make it look like they're just rag dolls and so there's majority of the time you're just watching them you know punch or drive and so if you're just going for that then I think you'll enjoy the movie, but other than that, you know, it's like, I, I, it just got so repetitive in a way that it was just like, I'm, I'm starting to bore. And so by the, by the end of the second act, late in the second act, I was like, wow, I thought this was going to end by now. So there's like one or too many acts in my opinion, and they probably could have saved a little bit of money by not doing that. I don't see the reason why they did the the whole thing, go back to Hawaii or something like that. It, uh, I guess, you know, have the family ties or something, you know, it's, I don't, I don't, I just had mixed feelings about it all, 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 all through it, just because it didn't really tie into anything, and, and there's obviously no message, in in my opinion, except for uh, maybe one scene that, um, oh, oh, I'll get to it, I'm about to talk about it, talking about the, them trying to spin the news, so, um, I did say that they're trying to channel their inner transformers. I mean, even things as such as that motorcycle is a straight up transformer. Um, it's literally one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I actually had myself look looking up like bikes after that. I was like, damn, I gotta get something like that. It's just so sick. Um, the deep uh, kind of uh, computer bad guy antagonist voice straight up is ridiculous like i don't even know what we're doing with that like that's straight up 1990s goofiness um i i don't even think i have the the actor that plays that could have been anybody but it 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 was uh it that shit straight up goofy and that kind of lowered the bar for me it's like all right we're gonna have this overarching villain who we're not gonna get to see um there uh oh recently in a lot of movies i've noticed that there's been a lot of themes ending in news spinning and stuff like that and uh ch- shifting the 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 narrative on how the movie actually ends in a way or, or starts to end or in the third act the antagonist is trying to spin a story to make it look like our heroes are the bad guy I don't know if it's because I'm podcasting about it and I'm starting to notice it more or if it's more or less about um, just the culture we're living in the political climate the news, that type of stuff it's just... Uh, it's uh, that kind of environment. I, I, I don't really know. I can't really speak to it at this at this point, but it's something I have noticed, especially this year, about the antagonists making the good guys look like um, they're the culprits. Um, Let me check my notes real quick. The hand-dand notebook. Okay, so the age gap between Shaw's sister, uh, Vanessa Kirby and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and them ha- trying to have push this really terrible, awkward, romantic subplot was so forced. Like, oh my gosh. It was being shoved so hard, and I was just like, "Please make this stop. This is just—it's not working." That I don't know. The, it's not necessarily the age range, but she's just. Well, okay. So, let me see. There's about. Let me let me see. Nineteen. I see nineteen eight eight nineteen seven. There's a 16 year uh age gap between um Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson and Vanessa Kirby as a uh, Hattie. And this this weird subplot was just so so forced and they were definitely trying to use it as a uh, like a, a crutch for the the comedy. But I mean literally these are grown-ass people. It's like they can make their own decisions and that shit and it's it's just like um what is Rock is 47 years old and uh Vanessa Kirby's you know every bit of 30 so it's just like I don't understand what the what the point is and even making this a thing i don't know it, it it was driving me up the wall now now i'm just starting to ramble about it but um that was a subplot that did not work for me um i'd say the biggest problem for me with this movie is the fact that we have two straight men in this um this movie normally in comedies we have a straight guy and then like the goofy guy and so they kind of balance each other off so that it lets off the steam, but there was literally scenes in this movie where they had the same, the characters get exactly the same treatment. Now, when I say that, I mean like, it would be like Idris Elba, like saying, I'm black Superman. I'm about to punch you both. And he like literally punches the rock in slow motion, which by the way, the action slow-mo was really dope. It was a little excessive, but also really dope. Um, mixed feelings on it. Um, Idris Elba would punch the rock in slow motion and the rock would be like, Burr. and then Idris Elba would turn around and punch Shaw in slow motion and uh, Shaw would be like, Burr. And so it was to a point where it became excessive where there was no differentiating the characters to make it interesting at all they literally would pull the gun out at the same time say the same thing it, it was to the point where it wasn't even funny it's just like all right now this is just annoying it's just like all right why don't you just either y'all make out kiss up get 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 out of here just whatever this bromance is going on it's just it's not as interesting as y'all think it is and strictly to me. If you want a dumb action movie, I think you found one right here. I think it's uh, G.I. Joe meets Bond meets uh, uh, The Terminator, which they they name-checked at at one point, all combined together with, uh, you know, a big dose of stupidness. It just feels like a big sugary drink, you know? And so it just feels all hyped up and there's a lot packed into it. So... I've got, you know, mixed feelings about the movie overall. The, a- the action has me in a way that I'll say, yeah, I might watch it again in the back, you know, like while I'm playing video games or something like that. And I definitely don't think I'm going to turn this on to just watch the entire thing again. So that's where I'm leaning towards. I think the charisma of the characters of, of The Rock and Jason Statham brings the movie, you know, as gives it as much steam as you possibly would think it would have. But it can they can only do so much with with what's given. So the action's great. The the characters are trying their best. The actors are trying their best. Um and and Jason Stason's sister as well, uh, Vanessa Kirby is also excellent in it. One character one of the cameos I, I really liked was um uh Kevin Hart. I thought him just randomly popping up was hilarious and he was kind of like the the little steam valve release that we needed of comedy every time Hobbs and Shaw would just get really close and they were about to beat somebody up or something you know um even the the cross-editing um it was clever, but it was also excessive. So, like, I mean, at the beginning, we see them waking up and having their whole routine. But later, when they're having a fight, it's just cross-editing between them both beating guys up. And it just becomes, like, excessive. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I just wish they kind of would get more on a professional-level page. And I don't know. It, I don't know if they necessarily needed the romantic subplot of vanessa kirby because it kind of feels like she gets uh, short in the stick because she just doesn't have as much speaking lines or anything like that so i do have uh some gripes with it there there are some pros it's kind of in the middle tier of the fast and furious probably closer to the you know the the lower half of the ones that have been released but I don't think it's nearly as bad as like something like Too Fast Too Furious although that that's probably not as fun as this um, so yeah so uh, I appreciate listening to the Luck Podcast check out all the other podcasts we have coming down to you. um so rate, share, subscribe Luck Dog Podcast at gmail.com and uh, we have uh, Twitch we have, uh, we have Facebook groups we have the. Uh, the Instagrams, you know, we gotta check it out. Thank you. And We're take going you for this a ride. Tell me this is not happening.